Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we're back. Simply amazing. I'm Tim Ryder. Taryn, we have to be feeling pretty, pretty outstanding at this point, right? I have not uh, felt this good since uh, like May. I don't know. When did we have the 10 and a half game lead? I was feeling really good then. And this is the best I've felt since then. This this was an awesome, awesome weekend. Uh, just total domination from the Mets. Responded. Every time Atlanta came back in this series and, and the one time that Atlanta jumped out in front, they, uh, they respond with those five runs and showed a lot of, a lot of heart. So this team is in a really, really good spot. 31 games above 500, only the seventh time that that's happened in 60 years of Mets baseball. We've been talking about it all year, right? So many good things to look forward to that aren't necessarily like uh, zero sum, we either win the championship or it's a failure, right? There's so many good things to be accomplished. That's certainly one of them. Oh my goodness! I mean, just the 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 momentum, the confidence, the the style of play, the the <clears throat> playing baseball. It's not a power show. It's not you know we have to rely on one facet of our game. It's not like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just baseball and they're really, really good at it. And they're, they're, they're winning games in logical ways. They're approaching at bats with reason and, and, and with patience and they're, the starting pitching has just been terrific. I'm almost at a loss for words. You know, you don't feel, as a Mets fan, you don't feel this often. <laughs> you don't, like this type of magic, like this, the high that this entire, we're recording it, you know, a little past eight o'clock on Sunday. You know, the cloud that this fan base is on as we speak, you know, this this is what it's all about right now. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that buzz right now, man. This is so cool. So a couple things. I, I think I got to push back. Uh, if you've read any of the tweets from the Atlanta fan base, the Mets were purely getting lucky. There was no logic to any of the good things that the Mets did all weekend. They were just getting lucky. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of been the knock on the Mets all year because of the, the lack of exit velocity and the lack of home runs. But I think that's more a strength to the to how this roster was built. Um you know, relying on contact, relying on working at bats, which we've seen work so well for this team so far. Oh my goodness! You know, you're you're got you got Spencer Strider up to what seventy five pitches, and he was in trouble again before he came out. I think yeah. he finished at eighty something. It's been a regular occurrence. They do this to guys every night. I think a starter, the opposing starter, hitting twenty in the first is almost a given at this point. You know, Brandon Nimmo, you almost see him early in the game, working counts, working counts, later in the game, swinging at first pitches because he knows he's getting a strike. Like, 
everyone's become a thinking ball player. And, and that's, I couldn't think of a, of a more solidifying step for this group to take over 162 games than learning this game even more than they already knew it at, you know, the professional level. Yeah. And, and you think about, uh, how they've become so intelligent, especially with the, the fundamentals they're to the point where they're out thinking the umpires who are supposed to be <laughs> the most knowledgeable people on the field. Buck has to go out there and explain the rules to them. Uh, and well, then they have I, would, a, I was listening to the radio during that on Sunday where they yeah. messed up the, the, the ball in the glove tag replay. Yes. Dude, Howie was incredulous. Yeah. Oh, this is an embarrassment to baseball. I it was cracking up. It, it took so long. I was laughing so hard. It, it took so long for them to adjudicate that play. They ultimately just came back with a call that is just to cover their ass. Like they, they clearly made a mistake. That tag, it happens with the glove, but apparently, you know, it was considered whether that stopped Nimmo from advancing the base. And so uh, I think, Ronnie on the telecast, when they said that, he, he was like, that's fine. Like, I understand that. That's probably the right call. And it probably is, right? Like, ultimately, uh, the the throw came from Olsen to second base fairly quickly. Um, but, you know, maybe Nimmo gets up and he runs if the, the initial call is not out. So, um, yeah, it, it, just another instance, though, of the Mets using a play which Buck talk to them about on a rainy day during spring training. And this is the second time that we've seen it about six weeks ago. I think we saw it in, uh, in Miami uh, and it was Nimmo again and, and he executed it perf- uh, perfectly. And, and this time they didn't get first and second, but they did ultimately drive uh, Strider up to 25 pitches in that first inning and, and got him out of there quickly. He's been excellent all year. So that was a, a, a major win. Dude, I think the most impressive starter that we've seen the Mets face, or you know, not most impressive overall, but the guy who's looked the best was like Ashcroft from or Ashcraft from uh, from Cincinnati. Like he he kind of tied the Mets up whenever it was that he faced him. You know, I'm sure there have been good starting pitching performances since that I'm just overlooking. And again, this just kind of just popped in my head, but man, I mean, the Mets are you know. They're letting the game come to them, whether that's a buck thing, whether that's just they had to hear something to relax them. And it worked for the entire roster because everyone's just ready to ready to go to work. It's a lunch pail crew, man. This is so much fun. <laughs> I can't I can't wipe the smile off my face. This is amazing. Absolutely. And um, and I know that I've been kind of leading a lot of the hand wringing over uh what I perceived to be a failure at the deadline to pick up another lefty. I thought that Chafin would have been a perfect fit in this bullpen. Uh, Ultimately they decided not to part with whatever the prospect cost was going to be to get Andrew Chafin from Detroit. Uh, And Joely today, just stepping up in such a big way, two and a third innings. He picked up right where DeGrom left off. He struck out four. Uh, He, he (laughs) retired all Sorry. We haven't even talked about DeGrom. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, that's how much fine. That's exactly. That's how excited we are. Well, we've got to talk about Max too. And, and, (laughs) and yeah, we are, we're doing this right after the, the games too. So it's a little bit, 
maybe disjointed, but um, yeah, you know, disjointed should be like that should be like in parentheses after our title because <laughs> I, I think now, now I think you're starting to learn like none of this is is you know I've said it on the air before this is very much a post it's on the outside of the monitor screen type of show type of show we go in we're like all right we're gonna talk about this and this cool let's go <laughs> you guys yeah. are like you know our listeners uh, you know uh however many there are of you um you know you guys are growing with us me and taryn are, are still somewhat new as a, as a as a tandem and yeah we, we we set it off the air how how comfortable this is uh getting for for both of us and you know we're winging it baby let's 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 just we'll keep it moving yeah and 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 so uh, getting getting all of those outs and and I think the only base runner he had was Riley and, and he kept him at first base the uh, the entire inning. So um, I know that I was definitely taking some deep breaths during that inning and and for him to to come out and perform like that and uh, and show everyone what the front office thought that they were getting uh, in the off season when they made that Miguel Castro trade across uh, town. So yeah. Um, that's that was very exciting to see and and hopefully a step forward especially because you love to see a guy react like that there's been so much talk recently about uh oh is peterson going to go to the bullpen and, and be in that role he was marvelous again uh in the first game of the doubleheader on saturday uh is he gonna go and and they asked him about that the press asked him and he said i'm ready to go and take that role yeah. uh which is to do whatever as a lefty out of the bullpen or would it be Lucchese who uh, is on his way back? Um, Joelli put uh, put a stake in the ground and, and really showed something today because that Atlanta lineup is no joke. Uh, top to bottom, uh, I, I know that they have a couple of guys that are out right now and, and um, a couple guys that are still trying to fit in that they got at the deadline. But that that is a great lineup. That is an impressive team, top to bottom. And, and that's why it was so great to see the Mets do what they did this weekend because that's not some slouch team. It's not a team with a ton of weaknesses. It's it's a, a really good baseball team. And every game that we've had to see them play over the last couple of months when they weren't playing the Mets, it's like, oh, man, Atlanta wins again. Well, they're beating everyone. So uh, for the Mets to do what they did, uh, I really think is just so special. And and really, we should we should be thrilled as thrilled as we are. Oh, I mean, peaks and valleys is the name of the game in in baseball. It's a long season. The Mets had their, you know, their downtimes. And I think everyone was kind of concerned and, and with with just cause, I think, you know, the, this team needed a spark. This team needed to kind of regain that confidence that we saw early on. Just to make a note on your Joely point, um, yeah. you know the Mets bringing in Joely Rodriguez, who wasn't a very big piece in in the Bronx, um, and telling them, "Hey, you're going to be a a big part of our bullpen." I think we saw that confidence in him be translated onto the mound, and he had a real nice stretch for a while. Maybe that yeah. grew stale because he fell into quite the slump, quite the funk. Um, yeah. And again, and then at the trade deadline, when they say, hey, you know, you're our guy. This You have the fast track to this spot. Um, if you can't do it, we're going to have to figure it out. But this this job is yours if you can handle it. And, and he's been terrific. I mean, look at what he did on Sunday. I mean, and it all leads back to the to the confidence that needs to be gained to, 
to achieve success in this game. It's not, you can't just roll out of bed and hit. Some guys can, but the whole team mentality and actually winning baseball games, you know, you got to roll with punches. There's going to be ups and downs. And from a fan's perspective, from a player's perspective, of course, I can't look at it from a, a pro player's perspective, but you know, we've all played baseball. Most of us at some point, like, you know, you have to kind of roll with it and it's baseball. It's life, whatever. And the Mets have rolled with it. Now they've, they've found this, this peak, this Zenith again. And, you know, this is the type of stuff that will push them through the quote unquote dog days of summer, even though they have Atlanta again next week for four in Atlanta. Um, You know, this is, Going into a Cincinnati, a Cincinnati team uh, against a Cincinnati team that, of course, you know, sold off a lot of pieces. You have Philly coming in, and then, of course, you head out for another road trip, Atlanta, Philly, and I think the Yankees. Um, you know, there's a lot of tough games left, but the separation that they created here, the, the you know, if we're feeling this buzz, you know that what – imagine what's going on, you know, in that clubhouse among the – the, the, the roster and the coaches right now, how, how they're feeling. This is um the, the another huge step towards the ultimate goal. And man, it seems like they're doing everything right. Even when they find themselves making missteps, they get themselves back on track so efficiently that it's, um it almost feels like it's meant to happen. All this is, just kind of keep on falling into place. And as we said earlier, as, as Mets fans, we don't feel that often. 2006 was the only time I could really remember, oh, the Mets are down late. It's cool. They're going to win it. And that's kind of what it feels like. Even when they were down 8 nothing. you said it earlier. And Taiwan Walker um, gave up eight over one plus, and, Ty- and Trevor Williams was real good. And the Mets clawed their way back. They made a real game out of it. City Field was jumping from reports on the scene. Um, you know, places <laughs> electric all weekend. I'm sorry, I don't mean to ramble on here, but no, it's know, great. Just this is so. Uh, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but this is amazing. This is so cool, man. Like, there's a lot of work to be done, but my my goodness, this is just. Um, I don't think this weekend couldn't have gotten any better. Yeah, I agree. And and you're absolutely right that there is a ton of work to be done. They've got these three games uh, against Cincinnati, and then uh, it's Philadelphia for three. Um, then they go on that, ro- that road trip, four in Atlanta, four in Philadelphia, and then back to the Bronx for two. Um, and th- those games are going to be very tough. That That's a 13-game stretch um, that uh, is going to be – very difficult. Then they'll get Colorado for four at home, but then uh, the Dodgers come to town. Things finally uh, get a little bit easier in September, but the rest of this month is going to be a, a great challenge. Um, staying focused, keeping this energy. You could tell that the team was hyped coming into the series. They had uh, Atlanta breathing down their necks now for, for a couple of weeks. They had that great series uh, down in Atlanta. Uh, in the the middle of last month, but um, for for the three weeks since then, it's been uh, Atlanta uh, winning almost every day, and, and the Mets needing to win as well. So, we'll take uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You no, know, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, it's a good team. I mean, outside of Ronald Acuna, who he didn't play on Sunday, he came in as a late game replacement. He finished the series eight for nineteen, but outside mm-hmm. of him. 
I mean, Austin Riley, who came into the series like the hottest hitter on the planet, had, had an insane July. Yeah. Oh, going back to June 30th, 124 plate appearances. This is heading into the series. He was hitting 422, 460, 845. That's not a. That's an absurd. Yes, that's his slugging percentage, 845 yeah. over 124 plate appearances. That's like the hottest month I can I can recall. Like it's like yeah. Baron Bonds freaking months i'm trying not to curse <laughs> i really am um but you know austin riley i think he finished the series four for 20 dansby swanson three for 22 matt olson five for 20 you know these guys when the mets face him in atlanta next week uh in two weeks well whatever um th- this is not these are guys who are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder the mets are going to need to match not only this intensity this series intensity but atlanta's intensity in atlanta with that dumb racist chop and 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 and, uh, some of the excuses that you hear i mean i know it's just twitter fans but oh my god that fan base was really in shambles and i get it you know they had a really hot streak they were kind of nipping at the mets heels but it's got to be disappointing trust me as a mets family i get it but oh man they were in shambles this weekend i don't necessarily feel bad but Boy, I don't miss being in that position. Not saying that we'll be there again, but. Yeah, uh, there's obviously been a lot of back and forth uh, between the two (laughs) fan bases. And that's great. It was so funny, though. That's that's the rivalry. And and, um, that's that's great. It's very fun. It's nice that both the teams are so good that each of these games means so much that that people are hanging on every uh, every pitch because. You know, that's what makes baseball special, I think, is competing with other great teams for the same thing. And honestly, it might be a good thing for the Mets that the Braves are so good, as frustrating as it can be to look at the scoreboard um, and and uh, stress over like, you know, if you drop this, then it, it's back down to a game and a half or whatever. It's uh, it's great for the guys to continuously be pushed, I think. Yeah. No, and, and I think Buck and the coaching staff and, and the, I guess to an extent the fan base have done a very good job of keeping everything in perspective. And I know it doesn't matter what's going on outside the clubhouse, but, you know, Mets fans have gotten close to the edge a bit at times. But overall, I think everyone knows this is a really good team inside those clubhouse doors. You know, even when things have gotten bad, I think the Mets have only – have they lost four in a row yet? Maybe once they lost four in a row. Uh, I know they no, lost three in a row I, a couple of times. I, I think they sure. only, they lost three in a row twice. We, we, did, uh, did they get to four in a row? They never did, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, those rare times that they got to three losses in a row, you know, I think just the natural nature of a Mets fan is like, oh God, when is this all going to fall apart? And, you know, you saw it guys having bad performance, bad performances. You had saw guys having, you know, slumps or prolonged funks, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, there's that natural, oh gosh, oh gosh. And of course the, you know, Atlantis is catching up and it's, you know, again, it comes back to this being a very, very long season, but in the same breath, you could say that this team is well equipped to fend off those downtimes to keep them, to limit them, limit them in duration, to limit them in the amount of distress that actually makes its way into the clubhouse. I have you know, a very strong feeling that 
these guys are not affected by a bad game or a bad couple of games or a, a tough break. I think we've heard it come out a couple of times. I think Adovino was a tough loss early on in the season. I forget who it was. It's like, you know what? I'm, it's no big deal. I'm paraphrasing, of course. It's like, it's no big deal. It, it, you know, these things happen. It's baseball. Um, I, I think that that's a vibe that kind of needs to be embraced in a, on, a, on a winning ball club because things aren't always going to work out. And so far, the Mets have been able to, to again, you know, take advantage of, uh, of opportunities and limit um, – disadvantages and and when there are hurdles they do their darndest to clear them it's uh it's almost uncanny at this point should we take a break i'm sorry i don't mean to jump in should no, we take a break let's do it let's right. do it guys we got to hear from our sponsors hang tight we're going to be right back when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back. Uh, that was, it might have been uh, a quick uh, surprise to hear us go to break, but boy, from the outside looking in, that was pretty seamless. I, yeah. <laughs> I, it is what it is. I told you, we're getting comfortable. Um, yeah. Taryn, the Mets have a lull in the schedule. You can't overlook an opponent in Cincinnati, but coming off a series where, as a team, they hit 302, they went 52 for 172. Uh, walked 19 times, struck out 36 times, uh, 29 runs driven in. They went 18 for 56 with runners in scoring position. The starting pitchers, and this is including Taiwan Walker's eight runs over one plus, well, one, technically one, one inning. Pitched to a 4.680 ERA, 34 strikeouts, five walks. You take out Taiwan's, Taiwan's outing, which, of course, it doesn't work like that, but we can do that because <clears throat> we can do that. <laughs> um, 1.88 ERA in, against one of the best offenses, ba- offenses in baseball. Relief pitchers, um, of course, you know, Edwin Diaz was outstanding, but overall, 3.24 ERA through the series, 19 strikeouts, three walks. This team is rolling. Um, you know, in, in the NFL, you have trap games. 
And and it happens all the time. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. Trust me. It happens all the time. Um, I'm sure Jets fans can attest to that, too. All, all, all sports fans can attest to the trap game. Is this a trap series for the Mets? Uh, well, you know, I, momentum's only good as uh, the next day's starting pitcher, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah and I, I think that tomorrow having a, a guy who's been in the league for a long time and is coming off of a very good outing in Bassett, I think that's going to be helpful. Um, and tomorrow's also an exciting game. Like, you know that the other team starter, it's going to be Justin Dunn, who was drafted by the Mets and traded uh, in the Diaz deal uh, along with uh, Jared Kelnick. A Long, they, Island, long Island product, Justin Dunn. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think I think he's going to be jazzed up and, and, uh, and ready to play and these guys are professionals. They're trying to win baseball games. Um, no, I'm going to be jazzed up, too. I think everyone's yeah. going to be jazzed up, man. It's, you know, and the, at least for Justin Dunn, who, you know, seeing as a fan when the Mets drafted him, as a, seeing him in the papers and Newsday locally, you know, I believe he went to Connecticut or Florida, but, you know, he was still- uh, BC, I think. No, no, no. But um, I think he left Long Island and played prep school. So. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe it was Florida. Maybe it was Connecticut. I really don't remember. But, you know, you kept tabs on him, and it was cool. He came, landed with the Mets, and then he went to Seattle, and he had a really nice stretch. Uh, his first cup of coffee, he, he was impressive. And he got – believe he got hurt, bounced around some more, and oh, I'm, I'm psyched to see him pitch. He's got really, um, really nasty stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm also – excited to see him pitch and and uh gary said on the broadcast that uh you know years after dreaming that he would make his debut at city field like he's gonna have an opportunity to make his season debut at city field so that that's gonna be cool for him and uh, um, possibly a team debut also i don't think he's pitched for the reds yet has he yeah he hasn't um oh, he has no he hasn't oh okay cool good for him yeah um yeah so i i think it's going to be a big series and then Carrasco has been uh, everything that the Mets could have ever hoped uh, when they got him last year and he, he wasn't healthy then and now he's healthy and he's playing he's pitching so well so uh, it'll be exciting for him to to be on the bump again in that Tuesday game and then on Wednesday Taiwan Walker hopefully he's uh, figured out what was ailing him in those uh, those first couple innings uh, against Atlanta. Someone said he was having digestive issues which I, I was i didn't i wasn't watching the post game i didn't see any quotes regarding that but i don't know if that was just twitter messing with me or was that an actual thing uh i i honestly didn't know but the, i i would be <laughs> relieved if that was the case um hey I, and we've all been there i mean oh my yeah, goodness exactly yeah i, I, I couldn't yeah, imagine i couldn't imagine you know fighting that battle on the hill against the atlanta braves but <laughs> <laughs> That's, exactly. You talk about pressure, pressure filled appearance. My goodness. Yeah. You don't, you want, you don't want the runs to, to make you give up too many runs. Ah, um, uh, clever. But yeah, I, I, I think it's also nice that the Mets are getting to stay home during this time. This is the longest um, uh, run a, a homestand that we have left this year. Uh, so for them to, to be able to, take advantage of that and sleep in their own beds and, and all of that stuff. I, I think that matters. And then ultimately they'll get the off day at home before 
Philly comes to town. So this is a, a great location for this series, you know, like just a, a good spot in the calendar. And uh, I think it's going to be great. I, I think uh, hopefully they can chalk up at least a couple more wins. They've taken 12 out of their last 14, which has been incredible. Uh, and it really coincides with Daniel Vogelback uh, coming, coming to the team. So yeah, everything's coming up Mets. Ah, Vogelback. Dude, that first, that scoring from first, anytime he does anything, like, just, I, I think my heart, I, I don't know if it skips a beat or it actually lifts up a few inches in my chest, but something happens and it's magic, man. He, yeah. That's, that, that's, I mean, every, I think a lot of people were up in arms, giving up Holderman, who'd been really good. I don't, I he had been good. Numbers, yeah. But, um, boy, what an addition. Nate Quinn's been great. It, yep. Ah. Uh, Billy Ruff, F- Ruff has produced. Oh, Ruff. You know, I think um, it doesn't, you know, it's all, it doesn't matter now. It came out in the wash, but striking out with bases loaded was a little disappointing on, on yeah. Sunday, but that was tough. I, I actually, I, I fully believed he was going to come through. I think it was just me feeling deflated. You know, <laughs> it's a game of failure. He's going to, you know, people are going to strike out. People are going to make outs, but um yeah, you know, I, or just solid, I honestly after solid addition, man. It's all about reinforcing that bottom line. And I, I think that the front office understands what they have in the dugout with Buck. Um, that what they've given him now is so many different options to piece together a game. And because he's always thinking so far ahead, he understands uh, the value of each of these guys and what they do well and 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 where he can use them. So to give a, a, a master like Buck all of these different pieces, I think has worked out really, really well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just uh, the, the ability to make whatever adjustment you want to make in a game that's literally rooted in adjustments. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, that's a luxury that, most teams, most managers, most front offices don't have. Yeah. Heading into the deadline, this team, I think we said it on the show, this team had to have known that they didn't need a a monster addition. Uh, it would have been nice. They would have had to. It would have been very nice to have Wilson Contreras. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it wouldn't have changed the lineup in a fundamental way. Oh, I mean, I think if the Mets wanted to, they probably could have. Um, they would have had to, of course, go way over. Uh, considering it was in division, but I think they could have matched San Diego's offer for Bell and Soto. If they, I think that giving Washington one through five and JD Davis and Dom Smith and David Peterson would have got that deal done, but the Mets, you know, they, they have the future in mind and I'm fine with that, but this team didn't need the big splash. They needed to solidify that bottom line. And, And what they did was just that. And I think we're already seeing not just the dividends production-wise, but the the spark that they've needed so desperately at times um, in June, especially, and even just you know the lull of a long season. You've, teams fall into it. it; it happens. Even good teams. Look at the Braves. <laughs> you know this is a this is a uncharacteristically down series for the Braves. Yeah, the Mets are a really good team, but a lot of Braves did not perform very well. Um, you know, testament to both, but whatever the case may be, when, you know, things are just, uh, 
it, they, they're just going along so nicely right now. And one step at a time. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all. I don't want to get too far ahead of things, but one step at a time. This is nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how good was the weekend that we haven't even mentioned Scherzer? Uh, he <laughs> passed uh, Pedro Martinez for most games with double digit strikeouts. And he is just one behind Roger Clemens for third all time now. And, uh, and that is, yeah, that's unbelievable. How old are you? I, I'm 28. Okay. I'm 38. I saw most, I didn't see like the, uh, the, the, the Roger Clemens busting on the scene, but I got to see most of Roger Clemens peak as a pitcher, whether you know, natural or, or, or otherwise. I yeah. mean, you know, again, that Red Sox era a little bit before my time, but everything else I remember vividly, you know, he was a, a, a bulldog. He was amazing. I, I know he has history with the Mets and it is what it is. Yeah. Wow. Chris Taylor just made an unbelievable catch. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, you know, this is, oh, shit. Chris Taylor threw me off. God damn it, Chris Taylor. I, I forgot where I was going with that. I have totally forgot what I was even saying. Well, that's fine. Uh, the, yeah, the, it, it's just amazing to watch someone like Max, and he brings the intensity. Oh, yeah. feel good every time he's on the mound. Um, and then we're finally getting to see what that looks like with DeGrom as the one-two. And uh, and just pray for good health, whatever you pray to as a Mets fan, just pray for good health for these guys, because this team will go as far as those guys take them. If they're if they're available in the playoffs at 100 percent, the Mets have as good a chance as any other team to to win the pennant and and win the World Series. Oh, I think that they only strengthen that 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 cause this weekend i think that uh vegas is probably i don't i don't pay attention to the world series lines but i'm sure vegas is going to reflect the uh dominant fashion that they pulled this off and you know externally everyone can have their predictions their feelings internally it looks like this team is knows who they are what they have to do what's ahead of them and what's at stake and i think that's you know all encompassing as far as where your focus or where their focus should lie. Yeah. Um, and, so, and by the way, as Mets fans, we pray to Ralph Kiner, of course. <laughs> um, so I, I think we can put this one in the books. Um, we'll so. be back on Thursday with, oh. uh, with a new episode recapping the, uh, the red series previewing Philadelphia and uh, hopefully with a special guest. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I hope uh, I hope it comes to fruition because uh, mm-hmm. you know we like to have fun here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, with that, what's the uh, what's the sign off? Oh, we, say it with your chests, friends. So let's fucking go, Mets. We will. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time, man. Peace. <laughs>